pretty spectacular Super Bowl. Uh, Jeff Diamond's going to break it down for us. He's gonna, also going to tell us what is next for the Vikings in this very interesting offseason. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, part of TalkNorth.com. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app to any show you like, including this one. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. You can always go to TalkNorth.com, check out all the shows. Brandon Morton is our producer. Our sponsors, White Bear Lake Superstore and Platinum Bank. I'll just throw it out there, Jeff. What did you think of the Super Bowl? I thought it was an exciting game, and I thought it was a fun game to watch when you're talking about probably the two premier quarterbacks in the league this year, both obviously playing great in this game in terms of Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And I think the the surprising element for me was that the Eagles' defense unraveled in the second half and whether they were worn down, got some age on that defense with guys like Fletcher Cox and, and Brandon Graham and or, or whether the Eagles are just that, or the Chiefs are just that good and creative with Andy Reid's offense and Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. It just was rather shocking to see, especially the two touchdown passes late in the game to Kadarius Tony and, and Sky Moore, where they went in motion and quickly went back the, the other direction and nobody fouled them. <laughs> that, that's pretty incredible when you're talking about the number two defense in the league with such an excellent secondary and and furthermore is the fact that the the Eagles pass rush that has 70 sacks this year had no sacks in this game and what it wasn't always that that Mahomes was getting rid of the ball quickly which he obviously has a great quick release but on a number of occasions he had plenty of time to throw I think the the Chiefs offensive line was very underrated going into this game and especially when you talk about they've got three pro bowlers on that offensive line, Orlando Brown, the left tackle, Joe Thune, the left guard, and Creed Humphrey, the, the center. So everybody wanted to talk about the Eagles offensive line being the best in the league. Well, the best offensive line in this game was Kansas City's. And Patrick Mahomes is, is such a phenomenal player, so much fun to watch. And, and what a gutsy performance shaking off that re-sprain of his ankle late in the first half and everybody thought well the Eagles are up 10 at halftime Mahomes just re-sprained his ankle <laughs> the Eagles are going to cruise to this win and here comes Kansas City out boom right down the field on their first on their first uh, two drives of the second half score touchdowns take the lead in the game and that was kind of an amazing performance by Mahomes but we've come to expect that from him and I, and I know you're always fond of, of Patrick because you covered his dad, right? <laughs> yep. His dad, I've been saying a lot this week, his dad was one of the first twins I met when I started covering the twins. He was always good to me. Uh, I remember him telling me he was going to go take a day off to go see his the birth, to be a present for the birth of his son. I did not, you know. But, of course, I did predict at that time that his son would be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. So I had that going <laughs> for me. Of course. <laughs> yes. Well, he uh, may no, have I, he, he may have, have a ways to get there to to get to Tom Brady, but he he's in the right going in the right direction. <laughs> he is, and, and the other thing is that even if I didn't know Pat Mahomes, I just love the way Patrick Mahomes plays. I love the leadership, the toughness, uh, the flexibility, and and I've made this point on the Viking Update show and elsewhere too. So many teams in this this year and the last couple of years have invested heavily draft picks, trades 
contracts in having a true number one receiver. A.J. Brown, you know, helped put the Eagles over the top. Uh, the 49ers have Devo Samuel. The Vikings have J.J., uh, you know, Justin Jefferson. Who knows how many games they win if they don't have him this year. Uh, you know, there's so many teams that and, – and the Dolphins traded a, a mountain to get Tyreek Hill. The, the Chiefs are the team that traded away their only, like, star caliber wide receiver, and then they go and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes to show if you've got that superior quarterback, he's going to elevate everybody around him, like like uh, Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, who the, who the Giants gave up on for a third and sixth round pick. He was a f- former first round pick. He scores a touchdown in this game, has a huge punt return, that sets up another t- the winning touchdown, and just th- the overall performance by the Chiefs throughout the the playoffs and and in the season with that receiver core that that had to be remade, rebuilt by Andy Reid and and uh, and by Brett Feech, the GM. So I, I salute them for the job that they did in in rebuilding that team, and and what a phenomenal performance for all of them and. Of course, it doesn't hurt when you've got the best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey, yes. to build around, and, and and you've got just so many so many weapons on this offense. But as we talked about before, the other lesson from the Super Bowl is you don't have to have a, a highly paid running back to be successful. And Isaiah Pacheco, 76 yards rushing in this game, 5.1-yard average. He's a seventh-round rookie <laughs> making – whatever seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and the eagles lead back was miles sanders only carried the ball seven times in this game for seven for 16 yards and and gainwell who was a later round draft pick already has surpassed him in carries and sanders is going to be a free agent and i don't think the eagles are going to re-sign him because why would you pay him big money when you got gainwell and you got boston scott and of course, Jalen Hurts is is a running threat by himself, and their leading rusher. And just to talk about Jalen Hurts, I think from that perspective, the Eagles are still in good shape going forward because he has proven himself on the big stage of the playoffs to be a dominant player. And you talk about toughness, you talk about just cool, calm, and collected, and, and that's Jalen Hurts just like it is Patrick Mahomes. And so. It was fun to watch both these guys play. As I said, for the Eagles' defense that we all thought going to the game was going to be perhaps the turning point, I I would say for those of us who picked Philly, (laughs) which included, I think, you and I, but to have no sacks in this game and for Mahomes to to go 13 of 14 with with two TD passes in the second half, it's just kind of crazy how that all unfolded for – Kansas City and for that Philadelphia defense in this game. And I think it's going to signal that some of those guys like Fletcher Cox, like Graham, like Indomitian Sue, Robert Quinn only had two snaps in this game. Linval Joseph, the ex-Viking had 10 snaps. A lot of those guys are not going to be there next year because Philly has cap issues. They need to clear cap room. They're going to, they're going to want to get a nice extension done with Hertz. So there's going to be some changes in Philly too, but they'll still be very competitive and and certainly one of the favorites in the NFC because of Hertz, because of the 
defense that they've built. But again, it was just very surprising. They had all these coverage busts in the second half. Kind of crazy to think that could happen. But again, give credit to Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes called the op- out audible to Tony on that one touchdown because he saw the kind of coverage that he wanted. Yeah, it's fascinating to watch Mahomes play. I mean, quarterbacks make the game, let's face it. Uh, it is interesting that there hasn't been a repeat Super Bowl champion since 2003-2004 seasons, New England beating Carolina and then beating Philadelphia. I covered the latter of those games in uh, Jacksonville. Do you think the lack of repetition from champions in the NFL is parity or is it fatigue of the winning team or is it just luck or timing? What do you think it is? I think it's just very difficult. <laughs> it's, it's a, a tough grind through the playoffs and through the now 17 game regular seasons. You have to be fortunate enough to stay relatively healthy and then get into the playoffs with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. It's certainly possible. And, and now, that the Chiefs have been in three Super Bowls in four years and have won two of them, you could certainly see them possibly repeating. But then all of a sudden, if if Buffalo had Von Miller this year, maybe they would have been able to surpass uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City in the playoffs. He might have been that important of a guy after he got hurt. So you, every season is different. Every roster changes. It's always a challenge. And we'll see, but obviously Kansas City is going to be a favorite next year, and I think so will Philadelphia. Yes, uh, no doubt about it. Who do you like of the teams that didn't make the Super Bowl this year to be the prime challengers for the next year's Super Bowl? Yeah, I I think you're talking about the same group, but there's always a surprise. But I, I think certainly in the NFC, you've got to say the 49ers, depending on their situation at quarterback and Will Trey Lance or Brock Purdy be the starter? Are they capable of, of, of leading a, a Super Bowl run? Because obviously Garoppolo, I think, is going to be gone. And other than that, in the NFC, Dallas is certainly going to be competitive again, as they were. I think the Vikings have a chance if, if they can upgrade their defense significantly under Brian Flores and and handle some of their cap issues and get their key guys back because they have the potential to have such a dominant offense. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to learn from his final throw (laughs) this season. And I don't think we'll see that happen again. And and certainly Justin Jefferson is only going to keep getting better. And the, the running back situation is going to be one to watch for the Vikings with Dalvin cook. And I, I certainly would not be surprised. In fact, I expect them to, to let him go rather than paying him double digit above $10 million this year after they just witnessed these Super Bowl teams with, with very inexpensive running backs and Alexander Madison, a quality guy that could step in. So I think the Vikings have, have a chance to be in, in the hunt. The Packers, I think if they make the change from Rodgers to Jordan Love, I think it's probably going to be a, a year for them to get back to to playoff caliber. The Lions are a competitive team. We know that. And and as we said, what's going to happen with the Rams out west? Can they rebound from their situation? So there there are certainly a lot of quality teams. I, I don't. I think Tampa Bay is going to take a step back. I think that whole AFC South 
NFC South is not going to be a factor. So a lot of good teams in the other divisions. No doubt. And let's get to Aaron Rodgers. But first, tell us, Jeff, about White Bear Lake Superstore. Yeah, definitely. And and we you're talking about Super Bowl challengers. And certainly in the AFC, you got to include Buffalo in that mix and Cincinnati. Yes. Because they're definitely there, too. But I always love to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore. Buick GMC, my longtime friend, owner Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell, and their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running, with the best selection and their super-friendly premium team. Check out their great website, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com, and you will see 2.9% APR on all GMC Sierra 1500s, 3.9% APR on Buick SUV models, 3.9% APR plus a $750 purchase allowance on GMC terrains, and no monthly payments for 90 days on all these great vehicles. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 Van Superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to longtime sponsor Platinum Bank. Happy to talk about our great sponsor. Platinum Bank is your bank, a partner or simply a provider. In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder and have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with Executive Vice President Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. Jeff, of course, former Vikings general manager, former president of the Tennessee Titans when they almost won the Super Bowl. Now let's get to a big decision that will impact a lot of teams, a lot of races next year. Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like the Packers are willing to trade him. There are two obvious landing spots, the Jets and the Raiders. The Jets are pretty much openly courting him at this point, and the Jets have a really good team in need of a quarterback. Uh, What do you see happening? Yeah, I could could see either of those things happening. I think the Jets may be more willing to pay the freight that's going to take to get Rodgers, and I'm talking specifically about that $59 $59 million option bonus that, that they would take responsibility for in a, a trade. And so I, I expect the Jets really to have a leg up. And, and also with, with the Packers kind of saying that they want to abide by Aaron's wishes and where he wants to go, you would think that w- when Aaron Rodgers looks at, at the Jets roster and a top five defense and they've got some excellent receivers led by Garrett Wilson, who was the offensive rookie of the year. That's, that is certainly favorable to their cause. They got a great running back in Brees Hall, who was, who was hurt most of the season, but was off to a fantastic start early on before he, he got hurt. So the Jets, I think, would have a leg up. I think cash flow-wise, Woody Johnson may be more willing to step up and, and pay Rodgers than Mark Davis out in, out, out in Vegas with the Raiders where 
his cash flow has been a little tighter, but you never know. It could go could, could go either way, or there could be a sleeper team out there that we don't know about. All of a sudden, the 49ers jump up and say, hey, we, we might take Aaron for a couple of years. So it, it's it's a crazy league. Strange things can happen. But you would think that the Jets would have a leg up, and I think Rodgers with his ego would kind of relish the opportunity to, to play in New York and, and have have a chance to to do some big things with a team that has not been in the playoffs for a long time. So the 49ers are fascinating. They have, it sounds like Garoppolo's out. Uh, they have Trey Lance coming off an injury. They get traded. They gave up a lot to trade up to get him, believing that he was going to be their guy. Brock Purdy played great for them last year, but probably isn't going to be ready for training camp. What do you do? Well, according to Kyle Shanahan, he's going to let those two young guys battle it out. <laughs> and so I, I guess that, that makes sense to a certain a certain extent because – especially with Purdy, he did a really nice job when he was in there and certainly looked very poised and mature beyond his years. Trey Lance hadn't really done much before he got hurt. And as you said, they've invested a a ton in him with the number three overall pick and moving up to get him, trading draft picks and all that. And and Garoppolo, I think they've just had their fill of his injuries, and which is why that Shanahan has said, Hey, we're, we're, he, he's moving on elsewhere. And Jimmy will, well, Jimmy G will get a good opportunity with a, another team. And, and I think he, I think he's a quality player. He really played really well this year when he was in there. He just can't stay healthy, which is a, obviously a very important part of the, of the position and staying on the field, which is part of the reason that, that Kirk Cousins is so valuable to the Vikings is that, you can expect he's going to be there. I don't think he's ever missed a game due to injury in his entire career. Very durable. And he took a lot of hard hits this year too. So the guy is tough as nails. And we saw what the value of having tough quarterbacks in the Super Bowl with these two guys, with Mahomes and Hurts, who both have been coming off injuries late in the season. But you really wouldn't have known it watching them play this game. And as as I said, just – Phenomenal performance by Mahomes, shaking off that sprained ankle, and 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 then he he runs for one of the pivotal plays in the game with that twenty six yard run on, uh, to set up the last field goal. That was that was a huge play in the game, and then of course the the Philly fans want to complain about the the holding call on on James Bradbury, but even Bradbury admits that he grabbed the guy and he did. Yep, yeah, and I th- I think Fox. Uh, didn't give us a great camera angle on that. I saw I saw still photos where he's obviously pulling on the jersey, pulling it away from the body. If you're getting paid to officiate a game, you have to call. Yeah, you definitely do. And I think t- also one one of the really interesting dynamics coming out of this game to me, there there was so much conversation about Jonathan Gannon, the defense coordinator for for the Eagles, who uh, I believe began his career here with the Vikings. Under, under Mike Zimmer, and Gannon got an opportunity, obviously, in Philly to be a defensive coordinator, did a great job this year with the number two defense in the league. But to allow what happened in the second half for the, for the, the Chiefs to, to score on all four possessions, 24 points, never stopped them, whether that was, the, as I said, the older guys wearing down or – the fact that it was just very strange to see these two coverage busts on those two touchdowns. Uh, 
one time you can you, you don't blame the defense according to the second time you say whoa how, how does that happen twice on basically the same play just the opposite side of the field so Gannon stock may have dropped a little bit but it sounds like he may still get the head coaching job in Arizona so crazy things happen and Meanwhile, the Philly offensive coordinator looks like he's headed to Indianapolis, although he has nothing to be ashamed about. But they had a great game offensively. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Arizona always makes bad decisions, don't they? Yeah, basically, yes. And and maybe Jonathan Gannon will be a great head coach. We'll see. But it, it was not his shining hour uh, in, in the Super Bowl. No, it was not. Uh, so for today, let's do one Viking topic. Next week, we're going to talk about Derek Carr, the quarterback market, the how the coaching situations panned out. We'll look at uh, more Vikings things. But, but right now, just tell us what to look for uh, in the next week or two with the Vikings. What do you think's next on the table for them? Yeah, well, certainly there's a couple of things happening very quickly here. And I, and I, I always felt that after the Super Bowl was kind of a trigger point when – teams and executives start really turning their focus to the next season and because because now free agency is one month away march 15th you've got the combine coming up in two weeks in indianapolis you've already had the senior bowl so your your scouting process is already in full motion but it just seems like once the super bowl is over you're into 2023 into the next season so as we said, a lot of big decisions for the Vikings with, with free agents, with guys like Bradbury, Dalvin Tomlinson. What I think the first domino to fall will be they have to get the salary cap under control. And the first step there, of course, will be to get Kirk Cousins' contract restructured uh, or extended. I think it'll be an extension uh, for another year or two. And that'll enable them to get his his cap number down by probably ten to fifteen, maybe as much as twenty million dollars. And if they're twenty three million projected over the cap right now, they that'll be the first thing to fall. And then, as we said, they'll save money on guys like Jordan Hicks, letting him go saves five million. If they cut or trade Dalvin Cook, they save seven point nine million. I think it's going to be very difficult to trade Dalvin Cook again because you see these other very successful teams that don't pay running backs big money. And even though San Francisco is paying McCaffrey a lot of money, but they have a cheap quarterback. The Vikings don't have a cheap quarterback, which makes it very hard to keep Dalvin at that number. He's been a really good player, but we talked before how his, his production is dropping and he's had a, a lot of, a lot of carries in his career. So those are going to be the things that we're going to watch coming up here very quickly. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen on that offensive line. You look at these two Super Bowl teams, Jim, and ultimately they both have really top offensive lines. And do you put the Vikings in that category? No. But can they get there? They've got a lot of high draft picks. And I think Ed Ingram will continue to get better. They were missing O'Neal in the playoffs, and that was that was obviously a, a, a huge loss for them. Christian Darrisaw, I think, has, has progressed to being a Pro Bowl caliber tackle. I think Cleveland is fine at guard. I think Bradbury, that's going to be the big decision for them. Are they going to step up and pay him a little bit more money? And what kind of market is he going to have in free agency? I, I would think he probably wants to stay here if he can. 
So if the Vikings have a competitive offer, and, and he did play better this year, but then sure enough in the playoff game against Dexter Lawrence, he had a lot of trouble against that big physical defensive tackle. But I think part of that too was he was, was rusty having the several weeks off with the back injury. So they've got decisions to make on the offensive line. They've got decisions to make in the secondary, what, which corners they keep out of that veteran group. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch how this all unfolds with the Vikings because they, they're a playoff team now. They're a division champion team. What do they need to do to take the next step? And I think one of the big things, improve their cornerbacks and have that offensive line take the next step so they can get to the level where these other teams are. It's going to be very interesting. Both for the Vikings and the league, the offseason sometimes are more interesting than the regular season. We will be here with Jeff and Jeff show to recap and analyze everything that happens with the Vikings. You can also listen to the Viking update show. So for Brandon Morton, for Jeff Diamond, I'm Jim Suhan. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore and Platinum Bank, and we will talk to you next week.